0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, September 19th, 527 a.m. Central Time. Grain markets are lower this morning. December corn futures down two and three quarters at 468 and three quarters. November soybeans down six at 1310 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat down six and a half at 584 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat down nine and a quarter at 725 and three quarters. December spring wheat down five and a half at 772. The corn market posted some fresh lows yesterday. Why don't we start off there?
1: yep so corn futures posted fresh lows yesterday after holding the 473 area on multiple occasions the december 2023 contract finally fell below key support seasonal pressure paired with a lack of export demand and river issues pressured the market usda projections indicate the most bearish u.s supply and demand situation since 2018.
0: Okay. When Mackenzie says the most bearish U.S. supply and demand situation since 2018, we're using stocks to use ratio as our metric, and that is the best metric for gauging supply and demand. Uh, in 2018, we were a 15 and a half uh, percent stocks to use ratio stocks to use ratio domestically uh the projection right now is 15.4 and you guys remember uh 2018 corn prices were not at 460 470 your lows were in like the low three dollar neighborhood so we're down to 468 ish uh as we tape here this morning which is fresh low for this move if you peel back the december chart uh this is the lowest trade for this december 2023 contract since october of 2021 so you got to go back a long ways um The the million dollar or perhaps billion dollar question for me uh, in this environment is what is a cheap corn price in 2023? And I threw this chart together. I think this is a good way to to maybe lay out um, what's happened here in recent decades. So prior to the U.S. ethanol boom, the low end of the corn market was like $2 down to maybe two seventy five dollars somewhere in that neighborhood. You would very frequently bottom in that neighborhood, but never below that neighborhood. Then you had the ethanol boom, 2006, 2007. After that time frame, you almost never saw corn below $3. You had kind of a new low end of prices. When things got really bearish, $3 was like the low end of your uh, trade in the corn market. Now, we are in what I would call a post-ethanol post-COVID, post-inflation environment. And uh, COVID, the virus itself doesn't matter, but the money printing, the low interest rates, the inflation absolutely does matter. And all of those things were a result of COVID, I guess. Um, so everything the way that everything on the planet is priced, everything's increased by 20, 30, 40, 50% over the last three years. So what is the new low end of corn prices in this post-COVID environment? That's the billion-dollar question, and I think when you step back from from the daily headlines about export sales and USDA reports and how big is the crop, this is the, the question that we will seek to find the answer to, and given the fundamental setup, we may very well find the answer this year, on unfortunately. I hope it's somewhere in the 450 neighborhood and not $4. And and who's to say that it's not still $3? I don't know, but this is one of the biggest questions out there as it relates to corn prices, at least for me right now. I, I just think that like given the supply and demand situation, it's pretty bearish, but what's a cheap corn price in 2023? I don't know, but we may find out.
1: A new ADM plant will soon start crushing soybeans. The plant, which is located in Spiritwood, North Dakota, began receiving soybeans for the first time on Monday and will begin crushing by the first week of October. The plant will provide soybean oil to Marathon as part of a joint venture to produce renewable diesel fuel. The facility is expected to process 55 million bushels of soybeans annually. ADM is working to bring some of the affected areas back to safe operations after the explosion at the Decatur plant last
0: week. Yeah, I haven't heard much about the Decatur plant. I was checking ADM's website for news releases, and I don't think there's been an update. Uh, Spiritwood, North Dakota is along I 94. Uh, between Bismarck and Fargo, I guess a little bit closer to Fargo. This will be really good if you guys are in that area. Um, Should be good for basis, just general demand to have some more competition. If you guys are in that neighborhood and you have uh, any sort of update as it relates to basis, maybe this year versus historical, let me know. Um, I don't know if it's going to be really great given some of the uh you know issues on the river and and things along those lines some of the lack of demand problems but this is overall a big positive and these crush expansion stories uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday following the crush report you're going to continue to see headlines um along these lines you know new crush plant opens or or new new capacity opens things along those lines here over the uh coming months i guess
1: so if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content you sure need to do so joe can you tell me about the video you put together yesterday
0: uh chris barron from AgView solutions who is a regular contributor was on with me yesterday we talked about 2024 corn and soybean farm budgets. If you guys are not budgeting, um, this is absolutely the year to start because, uh, 2024 is, it could be a very, very tight margin year. We've been privy to some really good margin years where, uh, you know, corn prices, soybean prices were above the cost of production for two, three years straight. And now we're in an environment, potentially we could be entering an environment where we kind of straddle the cost of production. Maybe you spend time below it. Maybe you spend time above it. For this current crop year for 23, we're below the cost of production for a lot of you guys. For 2024, there may be, there may still be uh, some black ink available on the budgets. Um, Chris ran through Kind of an an aggregate of his customer base as it relates to production costs. Uh, We ran some best practices. If you guys want to see this video and all the other premium stuff, um, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. It takes like one minute to sign up. You can do it on your phone or on your computer. It's a $50 per month subscription. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Uh, Check that deal out this morning, guys.
1: China's northeastern region is expecting an increase in corn production despite heavy rains. Favorable weather and an uptick in acres planted will likely offset any damage to yields caused by the torrential rains. Some areas that experience flooding are expecting to have corn yields cut by as much as 10%, according to China's Ag Ministry. Total corn production during the upcoming season, which officially begins on October 1st, is projected to rise 2.7% percent to 285 million tons
0: um the china the chinese government is higher than usda usda is at 277 china's at 285 in either case it's a huge crop and we've talked about this story in the past thinking you know maybe if if the damage if, if the damage is widespread enough that there's enough maybe that means china has to come buy us corn or they just need to import more in general and that just doesn't appear to be the case uh, USDA is at 277, and and USDA's projection of the the, uh, record crop previously was 277.2 from last year. So they're talking a a near record crop, just fractionally below last year. So uh, yeah, there was some damage, but not enough to really put a dent in this thing the way that it looks.
1: US corn harvest is slightly ahead of schedule. The crop was 9% harvested nationally through Sunday compared to 5% the prior week and 7% on average. States that have harvested 20% of the crop or more include Texas, Kansas, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky corn conditions dropped to, uh, corn conditions dropped to 51% good to excellent nationally from 52% the prior week and 59% on average.
0: Uh, Go ahead and do soybeans, too.
1: Okay, so uh, US soybean harvest has kicked off. The crop was 5% harvested nationally through Sunday compared to 4% on average. States that have have harvested 10% of the crop or more include Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, and Tennessee. Soybean conditions were unchanged nationally at 52% good to excellent.
0: So yesterday you had kind of a nasty sell-off in the soybean market. Corn posted some fresh lows. You could call it harvest pressure it uh, it could be some early harvest pressure or seasonal pressure uh the market is not supposed to act good on average over time during august september and then you know in the corn market in particular your harvest low on average over time will occur on october 1st but that's different every year seasonals uh, certainly don't always work but uh, things are moving along where we've seen the most progress of course is in the south and there is uh activity going on um this week, so uh, things pushing forward. What what about winter wheat?
1: Uh, So uh, wheat planting is continuing on. The crop was 15% planted nationally compared to 7% last week and 16% on average. States that have planted 15% of the crop or more include Texas, Colorado, Nebraska, South Dakota, and Washington. The US spring wheat crop is 93% harvested versus 93% on average.
0: Pretty normal stuff here. Hopefully, it kept some rains in the the southern plains and and continue to kind of bust this drought. I know that there's there's been some drought alleviation, but still some nasty drought in certain areas. So uh, we could use that as it relates to wheat. um, We had an export sales chart in the newsletter uh, on Friday and again this morning. The book of U.S. wheat export sales is like the worst in more than 20 years could really use some uh, wheat demand that would be helpful.
1: So USDA reported a flash sale of U.S. soybeans on Monday. U.S. exporters sold 123,000 metric tons of soybeans to China for delivery during the current marketing year. The sale is regarded as routine business.
0: Yeah, that's the buyer you want to see, but not necessarily the amount. We'd like to see some, some bigger um, uh, business reported to China or to somebody else because our book of export sales is not where it needs to be at all.
1: U.S. corn shipments improved slightly last week. USDA reported that 642,095 metric tons of corn were inspected for export during the week, ending September 14th. The print was up 2.7% on the week and up 17% versus the same week last year. Soybean shipments increased 5.2% on the week, totaling 393,004 metric tons. Wheat shipments were reported at 367,371 metric tons, a decrease of 9.6% compared to the previous week and down a whopping 56% compared to the same week last year.
0: It's actually not a bad number seasonally for corn. Uh, the soybean numbers should start to tick higher uh, in the coming week. Soybean shipments typically accelerate before corn shipments this time of year. Um, I just th- This is where you're gonna start to see the river issues um, really play a role here is once we get into this uh, harvest time slot when we would typically be uh, moving more grain down the river that this is when it's going to really start to hurt if this river situation doesn't improve uh, cattle kind of corrective yesterday I guess yeah
1: um, so feeder cattle futures closed an average of 234 lower they were anywhere from a buck 70 lower to 352 lower live cattle futures closed an average of 84 cents lower 25 cents lower to a buck 40 lower uh, choice box beef ended the day at 305.32. That was down 39 cents. And select ended the day at 283.41. That was up 29 cents.
0: Outside markets, uh, US dollars off a little bit. Stocks marginally higher. Bonds about flat. Crude oil has been very strong, up 86 cents in the November WTI at 91.44. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you on Wednesday.